two times are always the best. It's so weird for me. But let's do it. Okay, let's just do it. All right. Yeah. Three, two, one. Hello, guys. Hello. Oh, God. We just talked (laughs) over each other. This is terrible already. It's fine. (laughs) Hey, guys. Welcome to our podcast. Three, two, one. Group. Oh. Oh, God. Were we already starting? I wasn't sure. You have to tell me when we're starting. Oh, right. I didn't tell you that part. Okay. We started already. (laughs) Oh, okay, 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 okay. Okay. Anyways, um... What was I saying? I may or may not cut this out because it was actually probably really funny. Anyways, hey guys, welcome to our podcast, <laughs> Group Therapy. I'm Kim Cruz and this is... Estrella Leon. Estrella Leon, um, my friend slash therapist. Um, <laughs> Star and I yeah. go back, way back, way back. Way back to high school. Mm-hmm. How did we even meet? We met in math class. Math class. Yes. yes. Oh my goodness. That math class that we both probably failed. I definitely did. <laughs> yeah, I was just not really good at that class. But anyway, okay. yeah, yeah. um, that's how we met. Mm-hmm. Star, were you part of Best Buddies? I was not. No. Okay. I was not part of Best Buddies. But we were in the same Spanish class, too. That's funny. Oh, we were in the same Spanish mm-hmm. class. That class was fun for me. I really Did was. you enjoy it? Yeah. No, I didn't. I feel like the teacher was always harassing me, so. She was. She definitely <laughs> had favorites. Yeah, and you were favorite. <laughs> you were definitely Oh, my goodness. Favorite. Okay. I didn't want to say it, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> but um, I bring up Best Buddies, um... Because that's kind of where my interest with um, the topic of today, which is disability studies and how it kind of just connects to my um, major overall. Um, But yeah, anyways, Best Buddies is where I started working with people um, within the community. I was very involved. Um, I was the treasurer, actually. And I would help with a lot of, like, the event setting up and also, um, oh, for those that don't know. Sorry, do you know what Best Buddies is? Um, yeah, I roughly do. Okay, so Best Buddies is kind of like this org that was created, and it's actually nationwide where um, it wants to create, like, a inclusive environment for everyone. So it was kind of a way of incorporating, um, like, the general school population with um the little section of the school that was just for students with disabilities um so it's just kind of a way of connecting the community um and i thought it was really fun um i don't think that everybody was involved for the right reasons but you know Mm -hmm. that's just part of life in the society that we live in i mean some people just kind of made it like a popularity thing like if you were like popular and cool like I don't know, oh, like, yeah. it also, they kind of made it seem like, oh, look at me, like, I'm such yeah, a like, good Yeah, like, I'm doing good in, in the world, and I want to be applauded for it. Exactly, which that is... was a lot of people's mentality, that, for sure. Huge problem. Um, yeah. That, and it's something that we've talked about um, in this class. But anyways, yes, that's where my interest started, um, with the whole disability studies thing, mm-hmm. and um, I also took... A class over the summer um, with this professor 
she is awesome um so it really just made me kind of want to look into the matter from a different perspective more of like learning kind of from the root of it like how everything kind of works and how mm -hmm. society like kind of enables um enables how do i want to say this like society as a whole makes it very difficult for the disabled community to kind of be part of everything else by making it seem like the disability like is all they they are you know what i mean like they kind of just focus in on that rather than seeing them as humans and i feel like that's not something that a lot of people talk about or even realize so um that's just another topic that i think is really important honestly i don't even remember how i ended up talking about that but do you <laughs> <laughs> it's how you got into best buddies and just wanting to right, right, right. reconnect mm -hmm. yes so i um will be combining the disability studies program with my major which is interdisciplinary studies um <clears throat> with my focus areas in sociology spanish and social work um mm -hmm. and basically I came to VCU four years ago, um, started off looking into the School of Social Work, got into the School of Social Work, kind of hated it, slash failed. Um, and then I was like, okay, cool. So like, what am I gonna do now? So then I don't even know how I ended up at the interdisciplinary studies office, honestly, but I'm so glad I did. Um, I remember it was probably like three days before the fall semester started um, and this past fall semester, like 2022. Um, and basically they looked at all the classes that I've been taking um, and they're like, hey, like you could literally just combine sociology, Spanish and social work. Like you have enough classes in all of these areas to like complete your your degree in a year. And I'm like, oh, OK, cool. Like this is something that I could definitely work with. Like um, as far as Spanish, like I am a Latina. Like I know I've said this in classes multiple times. I'm very much um, involved with the community. I feel like it's something that I take pride of. Like it's it's a very big part of me. So you know, speaking the language and being able to use that to help other people in the community that I care so much about, like, why not, you know? And I feel like people kind of like, oh, you're Hispanic and you take Spanish, like why? And it's kind of like, you actually learn a lot. Like, I don't know what your experience is with like Spanish, but I feel like I got a lot from my Spanish classes. Oh yeah, definitely. And more of like the formal, language of it not just like everyday colloquial terms so obviously it's definitely gonna improve dramatically exactly yeah like i definitely feel like the spanish that i was speaking at home is like very much at home spanish you know like it's mm -hmm. a lot of slang like other people are probably like what are you saying and that's like i don't know <laughs> especially with the work that i want to do like that's just that's not acceptable. Yeah. like i need to know how to speak like professionally like professionally mm -hmm. exactly yeah so um spanish was a big part of my interest and then we have sociology um which 
is a very interesting discipline. Um, I feel like it definitely allowed me to view things from a different perspective since sociology really just kind of focuses in on society and human beings like on a on a larger scale like psychology in a way like you started you studied psych right star or something yeah i did i took a few classes Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so (laughs) you did psych that's more of like a inside of your head type of thing right like really like or i don't know am i wrong like you're yeah, trying no, to like analyze like, like what goes on in a person's like mind, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all about like human behaviors and why we do what we do. Right. So, so psychology is more of like a inner inner thing, and then sociology is more of like looking at like the the grand scheme of things and how like mm-hmm. things come together to like function. You know, like like seamlessly. You know how everybody just kind of like has roles they have they assumed. You know, like everybody's just like, this person's going to do that. Like, it's just how society works. Like, that's why it functions like so well, because it's I don't know. It's just studying all of that. So I just thought it was really interesting. And I really feel like doing the work that I want to do, which is working with the Latino community. um, In what way? I feel like there's just so many possibilities that I really don't have like a specific line of work that I would want to do. but I've been doing some interpreting um, and also just working with a community like, um, I don't know, just different events that help them, like basically educating them about the resources that we have here in the community. I feel like that's a really big thing um, that I'm also going to get into later on in the podcast. Um, but yeah, so that um, sociology is definitely going to help me understand why things work the way they do within the community that I want to work with, um, just taking everything into perspective. And then social work um, is basically just putting all of the sociology theories into practice. So social work um, was my first choice when I came to VCU because I've always really enjoyed going out and being engaged in like community service. And I was kind of forced into it. Um, My freshman and sophomore year, I went to this Catholic school that made me hate religion. But um, anyways, yeah, so that happened. (laughs) And um, we we were supposed to do like 15 hours a year or something to like prove to the school that we were good people. I don't know, like some weird shit like that. Some culty stuff that I don't even want to get into. But anyways, um, yeah, where was I going with that? I don't remember. <laughs> My throat is very dry right now, though. But um, yeah, so anyways, that's that's why social work. Okay, I remember now. Sorry, that happens a lot. Um, that is why social work was in my radar. I was like, hey, like, I really just, this is what I enjoy doing. Like, why not get paid for it? And, oh, my computer is very hot. Why not get paid for it and continue to do the work that I enjoy to do? So then, um, yeah, that's how social work came into the mix. Oh, that's probably not a good idea. Sorry, I'm trying to, like, figure out how to do this. My computer is so hot, it feels like it's going to explode. It's fine. Hopefully it doesn't happen until I finish recording this and then it can do whatever it wants to do. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's just um, a little intro of um, 
just my major and then how that kind of ties in with the disabilities um, studies program. Let's see, I'm trying to make sure that I'm hitting all the points. Um, yeah, okay, so cool. So that is my intro. Um, and then I'm gonna go ahead and just kind of get started on the main conversation. So that was really just background to kind of just serve um, as a basis for you to understand my perspective um, on the conversation. And then, um, yeah. Okay, so let's see. So today we will be talking about mental health um, within the Latino community. Start, how do you feel about the term Latinx? Hmm. It's, I like that they, you know, take away the femininity, masculinity part of it. But I think, you know, it can also be really confusing, yeah. right? If you don't, like, look into it deeply, like, the deeper meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. But I like that it kind of unites everybody as a whole. I like that, definitely, that sense of community where you feel like you haven't had that for so long. And, you know, coming up with new terms within the future generations is always super inclusive and interesting to learn about more. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think that it definitely makes it kind of like a inclusivity type of vibe thing going on there. Um, I also went to this event where I came across this person that kind of made me question using it in a way. And now I'm kind of like, I don't know. I kind of should have defended my point, but also I kind of agreed with their point. So they're like, oh, like, what do you want to do? And of course, like, I'm over here, like, networking with whoever the hell, like, trying to get a job. Like, please, someone hire me. I'm, I was like, I'm laughing, but I'm not even joking, like, actually. But um, I was like, hey, um, like, what do you do? Whatever. And honestly, I can't even remember. But I just remember, like, he looked rich like i remember it being a job where it's like he's just like he was just there like being a good person like being a good samaritan i guess i don't know like maybe he's a bad person who knows but anyways he was there (laughs) and the point is (laughs) that um when he asked me what i want to do after i graduate i was like oh i want to work with the latinx community and he was just kind of like latinx and i was like yeah you know like gender neutral like Mm-hmm. that's the reason why you know um it's like an evolving like language like you know people like want to be inclusive of all like they don't want to like make anybody feel left out like we're a community blah, blah blah all of that and he was kind of like he's like when are you gonna go out into the community and hear the community actually say that you know like the people that like like we're advocating for like the people that like we're out here like helping out you know like it's just, in a way, it's kind of like, I understand your point. I mean, I guess I'm kind mm-hmm. of like Switzerland. Like, I'm neutral. Like, I really, like, I'm kind of, maybe I need to look into it more to kind of have, like, a strong opinion on it. But I can definitely yeah. see why he's, like, that's, like, a university term. Like, that's, like, how he put it. He's, like, that's not really something yeah. that, like, we're going to hear, like, in our community. You know what I mean? It's not. Mm-hmm. But also, like, also, everything's evolving, you know? And it's, like, sometimes you just have, mm-hmm. 
definitely that's where it comes out of like yeah for sure it's mostly used within you know university it's like more of a college term for sure because you see that within like clubs nowadays or like even on t-shirts branded saying oh latinx because of the whole gender neutrality and that's what people want to create in today's world you know like obviously gen x and millennials won't get it as well but going into gen z and gen alpha they're definitely more on that gender neutrality wave and um but i also see why it might not catch on right away i definitely see that right now you know but um it's just helpful to have more of an inclusive term and definitely like knowing the language itself is very masculine feminine like the opposites kind of thing not so much those neutral terms so yeah Yeah. that's what you're saying yeah, so I just thought it was really interesting. I guess I never really thought of it that way until, like, he said something. So, I don't know. It was just kind of something interesting I wanted to share. Um, just as we go, um, I don't know, like, what you prefer to use, but I'm probably just going to stick with Latino and Latina. Um, uh-huh. But, yeah, I just wanted to wanted to put that out there. Um but yeah, anyways, so we will be talking about um, mental health and just kind of Star's experience with that. Um, and then also just kind of um, what I've experienced through my time on planet Earth and um, what usually happens um, when someone that is undocumented um goes and tries to get some sort of help um some things that like other people may not really realize is a big fear for someone every day you know what i mean like someone like may not even think about twice about like driving to work but then like someone with with no papers like is probably like very scared you know like they could be stopped at any moment and then just deported and they're completely just separated from their family like it's a it's a really big issue but um anyways another really big problem um with that is asking for help right like when you're in a really bad like headspace or like i don't know like it's just things like that happen and it's like why would why would they go out of their way to ask for help when it's like you guys are part of the problem you know like part of the reason why mental health is such a big Mm -hmm. issue and why like they're this community is in constant state of fear, you know, because of this this big issue. And it's like, you're not going to go to the to the hand that that's going to bite you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just there's no solution at that point. It's kind of like deal with it or like you're not going to make it, you know, right. it's like one or the other. And that's um, that's a really big issue in our community. And um, yeah, that definitely relates back to what I want to do in the future like I mentioned before um and also just with the whole topic of mental health and how difficult it is to get that help um when you need it but and anyways I'm like rambling and my throat is dry right now so if you want to go ahead and um kind of share your experience with mental health and um trying to get that support as a minority in this country um yeah, so if you yeah. want to go ahead. For sure. Take I'd be it glad. away, Straya. <laughs> Alrighty. So, 
I think for me, mental health has always been a very big issue before I even knew what mental health was, you know, mm-hmm. because um, a lot of what was, you know, myself and my sisters growing up and just a lot of like any, you know, Latinos I would know, would just know that like, <clears throat> don't speak until you're spoken to kind of thing. And that kind of leads into not talking back and seeing a lot of things as deemed as disrespectful. Um, whereas you're just trying to like opinionate, be more opinionated for yourself, for your own autonomy. And that kind of leads into that generational trauma of not being able to fully express yourself mm-hmm. without being completely shut down. And so this creates that very insecure or like low self-esteem growing up or just um, false arrogance, right? What I mean that they think they're on top of the world because oh well I was told I couldn't do it for so long so I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna show everybody I can or on the opposite side of that this person who feels like they're inadequate and will never compare to what the the journey that their parents took to get them to where they are Mm -hmm. right and um as I was younger I can like remember my like earliest memories of mental health like around maybe 10 or 11 um just being so mad so like furious that like the only way I could get it out was by crying right right and that was just my personality and so my parents would always say like oh yeah like if nobody's dead or nobody's hurt there's every there's no reason to cry and so that would be their way of comfort quote-unquote and um I think that really you know damages uh, a growing person definitely because they feel like oh they don't feel validated for having those tough emotions that any human being would have right right and you know as I got older um, I experienced a lot more difficulties within that side of myself and um, in high school as you know admitted into mental hospital just kind of unraveled and spiraled into a very dark hole but as I would see within these mental hospitals, I wouldn't see anybody of color. Mm-hmm. And that would make me feel even more off-put. So I'm like, okay, if I can't see anybody who looks like, like myself in here, and I just feel even more of um, an ostracized person within my own community. Like, am I the only one that can talk about this without being shunned? Or does it have to come to this severe point? that somebody has to be so dark to talk about their feelings. You know, it can it's very extreme. Right. And so as I was going through this, like, really tough journey, I met, you know, a few therapists that I really liked. And then a lot of therapists that I didn't like either because I felt like there was a bit of a cultural boundary created um what what do you mean by that like they didn't really like understand where you were coming from or like yeah that was more of a sense where you're just like oh well you can just tell your parents x y and z and they should understand kind of thing that's like oh no you don't get it it's more of a cultural thing like it's not like uh they'll see that as disrespectful and there's not many ways that you can change them because of that and it's like to us like that's that's such a normality you know like to not really be able to like have these conversations with your parents or like be able to yeah. just be like, oh, hey mom, like 
maybe sometimes I want to go out, you know, like I'm 15. Like that was not normal because to them, right. that's not normal. Like to them, like growing up, well, to our parents and just for a little background, our parents are from the same place. So like, yeah, <laughs> we were kind of raised the same way. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, not every family is the same, but definitely mm-hmm. like overall, pretty much like very strict Hispanic parents weren't yeah. a- allowed to do anything that wasn't like school or important in their eyes um right so yeah. so yeah anyways i just yeah i just wanted to sorry continue add that in <laughs> but yeah that's a really good point that honestly like leads me into like another um thought that i was you know had in mind the other day it was uh, pursuing passions like your true passions isn't really a thing within our culture right away either it's like what makes you money absolutely yeah, and that's also kind of creates a very big uh, crisis, you know, identity crisis within yourself and knowing like, okay, what do I want to do? I would just keep failing at a certain topic and it's just because not everybody is deemed for the academic world, but they think, you know, education is the only way to success, which is definitely true. Like, that's a great route to take. Mm-hmm. But um, for different people, you know, for different reasons, you're inspired by other things. And so you know it was a really big thing for you know my parents to realize even though they still haven't quite got the full picture but um you know that we aren't all most successful in education like maybe we might want to pursue our passions too and find that that could also bring wealth you know but they think that wealth is the only way to happiness and success and can we just talk about how like draining and how bad that is for our mental health the fact that our parents have this like picture perfect image that really isn't even close to what i i would i don't want to speak for the both of us but i what i what i would say as it isn't what i would see what i see as happiness you know what i mean like it isn't what brings me joy like doing something that isn't meant for you is just it's awful and it's also it comes down to not really being able to see eye to eye with your parents like even having a conversation like that they would be like what are you even saying like they wouldn't even see it any other way than like you're crazy and you're just like on another planet like on drugs i don't know like (laughs) you name it like they just would put any other reason than like oh maybe that's a possibility i don't know it's just a very how do i put it here star help me like put this into words like it's a very like debilitating yeah like it's concept yeah it's exactly it's a conversation that it it even makes you nervous having with your parents because you know it'll just be immediately shut down that kind of thing exactly uh you'll feel like ridiculous for even bringing up oh maybe i want to pursue a passion you know they're like oh well just know that whatever that passion is won't get you money and that's you know money and happiness right to them it's Mm -hmm. it's really that way and it's kind of sad in a way because it's like it's all they've known you know so it's like Mm -hmm. to them like well my parents came to this country they were when they were 19 both of them my mom literally got pregnant eight months after getting here i was the biggest accident ever to happen in their (laughs) life but here i am um anyways i'm just saying that to like kind of put it into perspective like they've been on survival mode their entire lives they Mm -hmm. came to this country because they were escaping how terrible the conditions were for them back home 
you know, and then yeah. they come here and now they're struggling. And on top of just moving to a completely different world, my parents yeah. had no support. Like, well, my dad had his brothers here. So like that honestly helped him a lot. But my mom didn't have anyone like she really had to come over here. Getting a job itself was just impossible. You know, they came here illegally like they didn't have papers, just your legal status here. And it brings me to another point that I want to um, point back to like mental health. Your legal status is basically determines like how how your life is going to be like. It's very cool. restricting. It's my mom, like her first job was working at a dry cleaners like she really wasn't even making minimum wage at the time. Like I have no idea how they made it. Like, I don't know if you ever think back to that star, but it's just so insane. <clears throat> like. It's actually so oh, crazy yeah. how little resources they had. And like now we're where we are, you know, like it's mm -hmm. like I'm over here struggling and it's like I have I'm like privileged enough to have the support of my parents, you know, like they right. didn't have all of that and they made it. And it's like I'm struggling. I can't imagine how hard it is to be in their shoes. Oh, and, and like, and, yeah, it's very inspiring. It's inspiring in a lot of ways, right? But it's also sad, you know, because they didn't have that opportunity to chase their dreams. Was, their dream was to have, you know, a home, and that was just about it, you know? Right. And um, they were just, like, like you said, like, always on that work mode. Because when they're back home, you know, back in Honduras in our case, mm -hmm. they were just work, 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 you know, work from 4 a.m. and go to sleep by 9 p.m. and make sure your your homework was due. And some parents took that, you know, very serious and some didn't. But um, it was basically our grandparents had our parents for mm -hmm. labor purposes only, not so much like to build a happy family, just like for straight labor. And so then when they come back down, when they come up here, they're, you know, sending whatever money they can back to their homes and just saving up, you know, the few cents left to build that life they want here, right? But it's literally building a life from nothing, practically nothing. And, like, just talking about it literally makes me want to cry. Maybe it's because I'm, yeah. like, a sensitive little Scorpio bitch, but, like, <laughs> that is just so traumatizing. Like, can you imagine, like, their mental health? Like, to them, mental health isn't even a thing. Like, can we just talk about yeah. how, like... In the, you might have said this already. Sorry, I zoned out for like two minutes. But like how mental health isn't a thing in the Latino community. Like that to me is just insane, you know. And it's like there is so many people that need help. And they just write it off as like, oh, like they're old or like they hit their head. I don't know, like anything other than like, oh, maybe I should, you know, go to a doctor and like get this checked out i don't know like i've been through all these traumatic experiences like maybe i need a little help like i don't know just just the thought like it's just it's crazy in it and you know when everything's just kind of like interconnected where it's like maybe it's because they don't know about it or maybe it's because they're scared to go get help or maybe it's because you know they don't have the money for it it's just it could be so many reasons and it's just like that shouldn't be a fucking problem. Like, you know, like this should be something where it's like the U.S. should make it so that everybody is comfortable and able to receive this help. You know, like this is something that everybody like we're all humans. Like I just I don't understand it. And I don't think I will ever understand why they feel like they need to put us in like a, 
a category like a, a like an other and it's like that's with any like minority you know oppressed populations like we're just kind of mm-hmm. like on the side like okay i guess like if you kind of figure it out on your own then like you're lucky enough to like get some resources you know but it's like then the resources that are, are available to like underserved communities like it's like the number of people that come in and like the amount of people that work there and the resources that are in the center it just doesn't it doesn't add up like if you sit down and like excuse me i just burped i'm like i drink i got an extra large slurpee i don't know why anyway sorry back to the conversation (laughs) if like if you sit down and really think about it like these resources are limited like there isn't enough resources for everybody and it's like what do we need to do in order to make these resources available like i i I really just, I don't know. I feel like there's so many answers to that. And I feel like there's so many ways you can go about that. But it's just like, that's insane to me, you know? And it's like, now we have trauma because our parents, like, let me just use this like little fancy word I used last semester. Intergener, ugh, fuck. I knew I was going to fuck it up. Inter- <laughs> intergenerational trauma. Ah, there it is. Yes, there it is. And I kind of said it fast because I wasn't even, like, 100% sure. But That's okay. I do remember, it. like, learning about – the example that they used was, like, something about Russia. I don't know. Maybe I should have remembered because I'm using the example. <laughs> but something about, like, something traumatic. Oh, my God. Okay, I don't know. I want to say the Holocaust. Oh, God. Please don't grade me on my historical facts because I'm just, like, the worst at that. And I just don't even remember last time I took history. Sorry. It was something. Okay, the point that I'm trying to make is that it's, like, trauma that is carried from generation to generation, right? So, like, our parents have dealt with all this bullshit their whole lives. You know, they've been on survival mode. That cannot be healthy. Like, being in that state of mind for your entire life will fuck you up big time you know yeah. mm-hmm. and it's like they raised us the best way that they knew you know and it's yeah. like it sucks that that's how it is but it's like that all could have been avoided if resources were more available if they yeah. didn't make it about a legal status like if there was some way of like helping communities like I don't know, just supporting them, like, I don't know, just coming to a new country does not seem like, with nothing but, like, the clothes that you have on your body, like, that is difficult, like, we need help, like, you know what I mean, like, why are these resources being kind of, like, kept, like, a secret almost, like, there's a reason they want them to fucking, like, not be here, but it's, like, why is it like that, like, these resources were made because people need them you know like why why are they being like i would i want to use the word gatekeeping but i don't even know if that's like the correct term you know what i mean like it's just like why why are they why are they so i don't know it's just yeah yeah it's ridiculous it really is having so many people still suffer with these complicated feelings in your head that you don't even know how to express that's like the worst part but they're such intense feelings that you don't even know how to communicate yourself and it all just comes out as anger and just gets passed down over and over and over again and um yeah it definitely comes down to withholding important information for whose benefit really you know right so society as a whole would benefit dramatically from 
having even like a few lessons about like the importance of mental health and how to upkeep your mental health for your own well-being you know right and this affects like literally everybody like down to the fucking babies like even i want to we're at 35 minutes right now so i kind of want to wrap this up um and just talk about how this affects the disabled community you know within the latino community like how i feel like there's resources out there that are tailored to people with certain disabilities and the latino community doesn't know about it you know and it and i've seen it personally and i may or may not cry about this but um you know jess jess my my cousin very close to me um we basically grew up together in the same house our whole lives she has a younger sister um that has down syndrome and um she's 19 now her name is Susie. love her to pieces she's my entire heart um but i guess my initial experience with the community was through Susie. And I remember being younger and like not really understanding or like really getting like a clear explanation as to why like Susie like was like seven years old and like wasn't talking or like why she was still in diapers. Like I didn't really understand that, you know, but like in I guess my my parents and my uncles and my family not being able to have the education and resources also kind of just was they weren't really sure it wasn't that they didn't want to tell me sorry this rain is very fucking loud and i'm gonna close this window what is going on out here it's like a (laughs) hurricane what in the world that just wet like all the inside of my room okay whatever that's a problem for later um like what i want to get to is that Basically, I really do feel like she did not receive the proper help that she needed earlier on in life to kind of help her develop these skills that could help her. You know what I mean? Like she's 19 now and is still nonverbal, you know, and maybe there's other all that we know is that she has Down syndrome. Um, I don't know exactly if my aunt went and like try to figure out if something else was going on um again like if they don't know about it like they're not you know how are they gonna know to do it you know what i mean it's like i really do feel like her development would have been or could have been different had she had these resources available to her you know had my tia Thea's aunt. I don't know if I needed to clarify that, but <laughs> had my Thea, you know, know about it, be educated, like at the hospital. I don't know, like maybe like you can reach out to help. Like there was none of that. Like her whole life, she struggled, like keeping a job and like taking care of her. Like who's going to put her on the bus? Like it was this constant struggle, you know, and it shouldn't have been that way because there's all these resources and it's just, it's very unfortunate and I guess like it hits a very like what is it like very close to home because it's like I love my family and like now that I'm older and understand these things and take like these great classes such as like this disability studies program that 
I really hope like continues because it's so important that everybody is informed about this. But like, yeah. I don't know, like I just, I really wish it was different. And I feel like, like, I don't know, I, I wish little me like knew all of this so that I could help, you know, my aunt like kind of be like, hey, like you can reach out for like help here or like, let's let's try like this different route so that maybe like, you know, she communicates like a different way. It's just like, there's so much like so many what ifs and it's just it's very unfortunate that we live in a society where it's like the color of your skin like determines like your worthiness yeah your worthiness or like even like how well of you know how many your resources for anything like not even just mental health like just in general like it's just it's very sad and um it's just yeah i just wanted to share that um Wow, that was like a very dark <laughs> note to end on. But um, yeah, it's just something that I really just feel like is important to talk about. Um, yeah. And exactly. it's something that. Do what you do, yeah, you know? no, exactly. That's why, like, this is why I want to do what I do. Like, this is why I'm so passionate about, like, the work that I do every day. And, like, it brings me, like, so much happiness, even though, like, I literally deal with really upsetting, like, situations and. You know, I can't help everyone. And like, that's also upsetting. Just me being me, like wanting to help everyone and make the world a better place. But really, like it comes down to just coming to together as a community and like really just emphasizing like the importance of educating for so many reasons. Like there's so many people that I feel like take advantage of the Hispanic community and also like something that we didn't really touch base on. But the language barrier, you know, like they really take advantage of the fact that like communicating is very difficult. You know, yeah. and some people kind of like look down on this community for that reason. I don't know. It's just it's mind boggling to me because it's like, why the fuck are people like this? Like, it's just just be a good fucking person. Like, I don't know. Maybe I just I don't know. Maybe the way I see it is just very much like within me, like not really outside of me. But it's just it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't get it. Like we live in a very yeah. fucked up world. Exactly. I just, we've always expected more out of like the resources that we have and help those who are less fortunate. That's what our main goal in life should be, you know? Yeah, it's just, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> that um, <laughs> is our podcast for today. Um, I try to kind of dabble in. Um, a little bit of everything within um, the community and just kind of my experience working with the community and being part of the community. And I just thought it would it would be a great little little spice um, bringing Star into the mix and getting her perspective um, because she's amazing and I just perfect Whoa. person to do this with. So I hope we didn't bore you to death and um, you enjoy this podcast. Um, yeah. Any final word star like tell a joke or something maybe like she hated the whole podcast and then <laughs> we can that. just end it with a joke so then she can like laugh and um <laughs> i can graduate in five days <laughs> no like i'm being for real like let's think of like a funny way to end this because that was okay. kind of like a, a dark i don't know it's reality it's life no, but it's reality that's it's life it is behind it you know and that's what that's how you reach people really you know but i think you did an amazing job kevin explaining you know the harsh truths of the world and 
why we want to do better and how this class helps you immensely realize that too. Yes. We love the disability studies program. I will literally like staple a flyer on my head and walk (laughs) down the stage and be like, please support this program. Like it's so necessary, like please. And then like run. They would literally like, I don't even know, just take the diploma away from me, like throw all my credits away. Like I don't even know what would happen. But no, honestly, like all jokes aside, this was great. Like I really did enjoy doing this. I feel like this is, um, this experience was kind of like a little therapy thought talk that we normally do star, you know, like we usually like our conversations just kind of like start, like, I don't know, like, Oh, what'd you have for dinner? And then it's like, Like Oh, struggle. Literally. Like I'm like crippling. I don't even know. I can't even speak. It's been too many minutes, but like, okay, (laughs) I'm just going to end it here. We are at 44 minutes and 35 seconds.